Hello everyone, it's Mikhail Casanova coming at you with another episode of Decked Up, a Steam Deck Gaming and Tech Podcast. I know I was supposed to have this episode out on Monday, but I, funnily enough, I recorded the episode and for whatever reason, the audio was substantially distorted. So I'm re-recording that episode. So it may be, ultimately, this is going to be a, a shorter episode because that one was like 45 or so minutes long and yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know if i've got the time to sit here and legitimately like record that much but anyways we're gonna go ahead and dive into the top well let me before we dive into the topic so many guys uh let me get you guys up to speed with what we're going to be discussing today so main topic we're going to be discussing is the leaks for the asus rog ally and how that's come out, you know, how much that's going to cost, which lines up with what I previously said in previous episodes. And um, availability, we've already, we all know it's going to be available on Best Buy, but it's also going to be available through Asus's uh, website as well. And then we're going to talk about, um, let's see, what else do we want to talk about? I want to talk about one why it took so long for me to get an episode recorded because for the last week you know you, you guys really haven't had an episode for like a week and a half and we're going to talk about why that is and uh, other than that uh i can't think of anything else oh yeah 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 i, I can't i can't um the games that are played the most on uh steam we're gonna talk about that so I'm going to bring that up and we're going to go ahead and dive into everything. Before we do that, though, if you guys enjoy the content I put out, make sure you like the video. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching it on Spotify because, you know, they have video podcasts, you know, make sure you share it around. And if you're on YouTube, sub to the channel if you haven't already. And if you're listening on other audio streaming platforms, then make sure you follow, rate, and share it around with folks that you think would enjoy it. All right, so all that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the top games that were played in the month of April and the top 20 games. And it's quite a list, and we're gonna be pulling this from On Deck, Steam Deck's official Twitter account. So the top games that were played were of course vampire survivors that game has been number one for quite a while it's, it's almost been what close to a year that that's been number one and it's absolutely crazy when i look at you know why that is and you you probably understand why but for those who are uninitiated as to why this game you know especially if you look at it you're like oh it's nothing special but it was kind of the first of its kind of that style of roguelike type of gameplay that was you know using simplified 2d art and for what it is you know looking at the price of it it's like what two dollars or three dollars when it came out and they increased the price and it just kind of went from there and so with it being at such a low price and then having the type of fair replay value that it has and the fact that they keep supporting it they keep including more and more games in it it's absolutely crazy when you look at like the fact that this game is just doing so astronomically well you know and 
what's interesting with that too is it has spawned a lot of competitors i guess you could say like not even really competitors let's be honest just call them clones there's a lot of them like scarlet towers one which i i did a gameplay of it and a lot of people like oh wait this looks like you know vampire survivor because it's vampire survivors clone there's tons of them you know, Remedium, that's one that I, I played recently, and uh, it's going to be going up on the channel uh, with a 10-minute gameplay of it, and it's a 3D version of the same concept. And that one's actually pretty fun, because you could actually change the camera from the top-down overhead to, you know, behind-the-back third-person. So it's actually pretty interesting how that works. And there's many others, you know. There's so many that are just, you know, just out <laughs> you know, out and out clones. And uh, it, they'll never outdo Vampire Survivors because it's the first in the market. And this kind of goes back to something I said previously before about like why the uh, Steam Deck dock situation outside of the official one, you know, people aren't really going to be flocking to any of these other third party docks because of the fact that, you know, JSOX was the first one to the market now and that's not saying that people aren't going to buy other docs it's just saying you know when you look at it from a marketing perspective the first one there is usually the one that gets the brand recognition that's the one that people go to and so regardless of competitors coming out like i, I can give another example that makes a little bit more sense to people um if you're in the streaming world you guys know that elgato is <laughs> that's kind of the go-to that's something that even the most non-tech savvy content creator and streamer would know like elgato you know you get the hd60 you know x or s plus and you can like report your gameplay you could stream and all that stuff plus all the other stuff elgato has like the stream deck they've got the you know the ring light they got all this stuff but there's a competitor that I'm partnered with, which is Aver Media. They're not as popular. They're not as well-known amongst folks. But they offer effectively a lot of the same things, but better quality. So <laughs> because they're not as well-known, they don't really get the same type of recognition that this would get and it's unfortunately but this is kind of how it is you know when you're first to market and you're pushing hard with the marketing and you know people associate that with you that kind of is what it is that's how it is so vampire survivors will never be outdone by any of the clones popping up you know i don't think any of these clones are popping up outside of innovating in slight other ways i don't see any of them outdoing anything the vampire survivors has done so yeah if you got steam deck the guarantee game you need to pick up is vampire survivors anyways going back to this list we got elden ring of course you know you guys should understand it these you know it being on deck was actually would help them fix the pc port and also carry those you know, patches and upgrades to other um other platforms so that is actually pretty pretty dope and uh outside of that third game for april was harvest legacy of course phenomenal game despite all the controversy and people thought they were going to be able to get it canceled and that whole silly you know we're going to cancel folks for playing the game for playing that you know that's just, that's just stupid 
they made so much money with this. It, you know, this really went so far as a sale. Yeah, I made the show at like something early. Going back to the whole Aver, uh, Elgato Aver Media. So Elgato, right? And then Aver Media. Substantially better than this and even the X. But people don't really know about that. Anyway. So <laughs> going back. Yeah, so the whole thing with people wanting to be controversial is kind of interesting because people think that this council culture thing will work. And for a, a bit, council culture, you know, the, or the outrage mob, they're always looking for something to be upset about. They, for a bit there, they were effective at canceling things, but then it's gotten to a point where, you know, outrage culture just, it's starting to annoy people more than anything else. So, you know, <laughs> it's just interesting when they think that they, they have the capability of stopping things from happening. And, and the reality, what's especially been shown with Harvest Legacy, it doesn't work. You know, they can be outraged <laughs> and offended all they want, but they're not accomplishing anything. So uh, with that being said, Harvest Legacy, I, I hope they stick with it. They continue to incorporate, you know, more and more content with it. And I hope at some point we get an MMO with Harvest Legacy being the foundation of it. I think that's going to be great. And I'm not even a Harry Potter fan. I can understand people's outrage with, you know, things that J.K. Rowling has said, but there has to be a point where you can separate the art from the artist in a way. And a lot of people are unfortunately incapable of doing that. And to tell people who grew up with Harry Potter, who, you know, those books got a lot of people through a lot of difficult times and especially feeling awkward and such, you know, I think a lot of this generation that gets offended so quickly with everything, I think they don't understand what life was like 20 years ago or close to 30 years ago, you know, for a lot of us who are in, you know, a lot of us that grew up with Harry Potter, you know, and, and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, you know, Nerd culture wasn't the way it is now. Like people weren't open arms about it the way they are now. It wasn't acceptable. You got picked on, you got beat up, you know, bullied. And that kind of stuff got a lot of people through a lot of hard times. And I think because of this generation, because of how they are, they don't understand like they think everything is the way they think. They don't understand that there's differences of opinion and differences of opinion doesn't mean alternative opinions are always correct, but it doesn't mean that they're always wrong. You know, you have to understand that there are varying perspectives and go with this. Like people who are say, you know, the iPhone is the greatest thing ever, but then there's also the pixel, you know, it's also the Samsung. It's also all these other alternatives, but you know, people are as they are they do what they do and you know i've just learned observe for the most part anyways getting back on topic <laughs> i went on a little tangent there but hey you know some, some food for the soul food for thought a chicken soup for the soul y'all remember that or am i too old anyways <laughs> uh as it is 
Let's talk about the next game. So we got Stardew Valley. I guess the game has been around for at least six or so years. That's a great game. If you haven't played it, check it out. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Of course, that game is great. Uh, I, I'm i still playing it constantly. I've beaten it multiple times, but I keep going back and playing it because I have it on uh, PC and I also have it on my PS5. And so like when I'm not playing it on ps5 i'm playing it on the deck <laughs> so you know i'm thoroughly enjoying that game and we got red dead redemption 2 i didn't really care i mean i played it and beat it back when it came out was 2018 i enjoyed it for what it was uh but i moved on you know so then uh grand theft auto 5 i haven't cared about gta 5 since the original release in 2013 uh just i'm, I'm kind of over that game and it's crazy that it's been a decade plus or no a decade uh, no a decade plus so about 11 years since this game came out and still going i know gta 6 is around the corner but damn man i i've never known for a grand theft auto game to just run this long before we get another it's kind of crazy when you think about it um Yeah, it's wild. Cyberpunk 2077. I enjoy it, but that game took a long time to, to course correct. And I think a lot of the... The fact that it's constantly on sale has got a lot of people willing to dip their toes into it. But, yeah. I mean, it's a great game. It just... The amount of hype behind it. You know, like a decade worth of hype. And then the screwed up reviews at launch you know people praising it and then you find out it had all these issues and it's just crazy but it's a great game nonetheless it's just one that has a lot of uh you know baggage with it there's dredge not familiar with it hades phenomenal game no man's sky the Bayon of isaac rebirth which that's a great game too rotato i haven't played that Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That game has been out since, what, 2015? Damn. That's a good game, too. Um, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim Special Edition. The fact that Skyrim is... That's another game. We haven't got, like... I mean, we got the MMO. The MMO is great. But we haven't gotten, like, another major... Skyrim, like they haven't gotten Skyrim six, which I I remember. I think they teased six, like what four years ago, and we've gotten nothing since. Anyway, it's crazy. So that and Death of All Five kind of blow my mind. Monster Hunter Rise, phenomenal game. Absolutely love it. It's one that I frequently play. Um, my primary platform I play this on is Switch, but I have it on Switch. I have it on PS Five. I also have it on the, um, I have it on deck. So that's something that my wife and I like to play a lot. I wish battery life would be better on, like, I wish it, it, the game didn't drain as much battery as it does on, on deck because that's kind of the main way my wife and I would play together just because we like the 60 FPS. But then, like, when we play on Switch, it's a bit jarring. And I know a lot of people, like, say that they can't tell the difference between 60 and 30 fps i'm so aware of it that it disorients me when i'm like 
forced to do so. I'm like, what is my cat doing? I'm like, man, what you doing? What you doing, man? I mean, he, he just chilling back there. Anyways. So uh, outside of that, you got Fallout 4. It's another game that's been around since, what, 2016? And then we got the MMO. We haven't got a new Fallout game in a while. I mean, unless you count... What was the name of the other game? I can't think of the other game that came out. What is it? The Outer Outer Worlds? Not the Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds was close enough to being a Fallout game that people enjoy, but apparently a lot of people don't like it. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Um, Slay the Spire. Haven't personally played it. Heard it's good. Persona 5 Royal is one of the goats, but it's another game that I, I get sick of how much overhyped there is with it. And then we got Dead Cells, which has been out for a while. It's a great game. They just recently put out within the last uh, couple months, they get the Cast Return to Castlevania, which is great. If you guys haven't played it, definitely pick it up and play it. But yeah, those are the top 20 Steam Deck games of April 2023. So yeah, why don't y'all let me know what games in this list y'all have been playing. But let's go ahead and... Um, Let's talk about the Asus ROG Ally and the price leases came out. So to catch anyone up to speed, if y'all are not aware, I previously did videos, well, not only videos, but podcasts, you know, for on this podcast here, talking about the ROG Ally, why I'm excited for it, and also what I think it needs in order to be competitive. The main thing, or the main two things, rather, I need to let me let me be correct about this. The main two things that I said it needed to do was be available in brick and mortar stores, which it is. It's available at Best Buy, and I also said that it needs to be priced competitively. It needs to be close enough to the mid and higher tier Steam decks, but also it needs to undercut substantially everything else that's out there from like GPD Win, uh, you know, AOK Zoe, all these other companies, because it coming out at a thousand or more. I don't care if it's available at a brick and mortar store, it is not going to sell. So I said it needed to be either, you know, you need to have two models, a 512, a one terabyte. I said the 512 need to be either 650 or 699. And then the one terabyte needs to be 899. Now I was the first to say it. I literally was one of the first people to, if not the first person to say, that's what it needs to be. And if y'all don't believe me, go back and check the previous episodes I've done talking specifically about this. Now, here we are. And this, I'm going to be reading off PC Magazine's article. I, we've had several videos, you know, Steam Deck content creators and handheld and tech creators making videos about it. We've had numerous outlets be able to go to this event in New York that ASUS had. I don't know, is it ASUS? Is it ASUS? ASUS? I don't, I don't really know. I'll, I'll flop back and forth between the two. But 
a lot of people have had hands on with it, you know, and have got to experience it and it's been blowing them away. Now, a lot of people like to clickbait and, you know, I've talked before about my thoughts on clickbait and why people do it. And they want to say it's a steam deck killer. And I'm going to put that to rest again. You've not done it before. It's not a steam deck killer. It will never kill the steam deck. And the main reason it won't kill the steam deck is it's not going to be able to beat that 399 price. Now people like to say the steam deck is a switch killer. I'm sorry. It's, it's not a switch killer. You can prefer it, but it doesn't kill the switch because it, you know, the switch experience is simple. And, and this goes back to people not understanding that there's a difference between, you know, the ease and access of consoles versus the customization options and, and freedom that PC gives you. And ultimately that comes down to an easier explanation of that is <laughs> Apple or iOS versus Android. It's pretty much the same situation. People don't get it. They can coexist. They don't have to, one doesn't have to cannibalize the other. And I think people really don't understand that. So all these things can, can coexist and they should, because you want to have free market. You want to have options and choice, you know, people wanting steam deck to cannibalize switch and cannibalize consoles. And we only have one choice, even like the PlayStation fanboys only want, you know, I'm wearing, I'm a PlayStation partner too. I'm funnily enough, I'm saying this, I'm also an Xbox brand ambassador, so I can say it too, but it's interesting. I mean, you have the PlayStation fanboys that want PlayStation to be the only option. You get the Xbox fanboys or Xbox that only want the Xbox to be an option. And then you got Steam Deck heads that think Steam Deck is the only thing that anyone needs. And it's the greatest thing ever. And the Switch folks and all these people just look, I got all the damn consoles. I got all the <laughs> gaming PCs. Like I got not well, not all the gaming PCs. I got a gaming laptop, gaming desktop, well, multiple gaming desktops. I've got, you know, Steam Deck, multiple Steam Decks, uh, Switch. OLED, V2, Lite, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation Digital, and CD base or DVD base or Blu-ray base. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I get everything, and I don't limit myself because it's no point. So yeah, when people complain, like I don't know, it's stupid. Anyways, that's a little tangent I went on. Um, so anyways, it's not going to, the Asus ROG ally is not going to kill the steam deck. It's just not, but being what it is and the price point, which the leaks have come out and I guess the price was revealed on the best buy product page, but it was quickly taken down. It was revealed at 699 for the 512 gig model, which also has 16 gigs of RAM and the higher end storage, the one terabyte was 899. Now those are the two prices that I said it needed to be, to be able to compete. And that's what's been leaked. So it, it is kind of funny because I had so many clowns on previous videos in 
not only commenting and attacking me, but I had clowns in my DMs across social media platforms and just saying ridiculous things like it's going to be guaranteed a thousand dollars. There's no way it's going to be under a thousand. It's no way they're going to do this. They're not going to support it. Da, 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 da. And see, okay. I got to quote my friend, my good friend of the show, good friend of mine, DT Don Tony. You know, if y'all watch wrestling and you want some of the most fair, unbiased wrestling journalism, Don Tony. Anyway, it's my friend DT says, he basically says this. I don't want to be first. I want to be correct. In this case, I was first, but I also was correct. That it was going to be under because you're not going to announce this product and push it as hard as they are. If you're going to price it at the same price as these other companies that are based out in China, that, you know, every time you turn around, they're releasing a new unit. Now, everyone likes to act like Steam Deck was the first of its kind. It was the first commercially successful and, com you know, popular of its kind. But they were not the first one to come up with this concept. You can go all the way back to when Razor tried it. You know, Alienware had their own take on this before Steam Deck was announced. There's so many people, like companies, big companies, have wanted to get into it. And plus, when you really dive into it, Asus, or Ace, however you want to say the name, they've actually been spending the last five years trying to get everything in order to be able to make this device itself. So this is more or less uh, Steam Deck was not the first market, but the first globally successful unit to market. And so everything else is going to be compared to the Steam Deck. So you just have to keep that in mind. You know, looking at this, knowing how long they've been working on it, looking at all the feature set that's going to be coming with it, you know, having the option of turn on the, um, what well, I forgot it's called the Asus utility. It's like a button because it's on their laptops too, where you can go in and you can change the thermals and the TDP and all the other stuff and having that capability. And if it's really going to be tailored to being a portable gaming PC, the fact that, you know, you look at the branding, you've got Microsoft with Windows 11 right there. You've got Game Pass right there on the marketing and you've got their logo, which means they're working with Microsoft. And, and I know people said Microsoft should probably make one too. Are they? I don't know. I think it would be dope if they did. But the fact that other matter is this is something that they you know aces and microsoft could collaborate on to make this be good now if they could tailor their experience to where you know it's as smooth as steam os is i think that would be great but other than like what people have said that actually got to have hands on with it i think you know we have to wait and see but you know, things that I like about this, 
I, I like the offset sticks. Like I don't mind having same level sticks, like you know, the PlayStation setup or with the Steam Deck, but I like offset sticks personally. But I can go back and forth between different stick layouts. It looks ergonomic. It's slightly smaller than the Steam Deck. I like that it has a 1080p screen with 120 hertz refresh rate. Now, granted, the battery life is roughly the same as the Steam Deck, but having the uh, Asus ROG, I believe it's called Utility, you know, the same thing that's on the laptop, you should be able to go in and modify the setting. So depending on what you're playing, you should, I would expect similar, if not less battery life than the Steam Deck, but it is what it is. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's another option that's out there. Now, will I be playing at more than my deck when it comes in? Yes, I will, because for a couple of reasons, and I, I think I've said this before, but I would personally use that more as my all-in-one setup for like here at this desk that I'm at. And even when I travel, mainly because I can connect it and without having the limitations that SteamOS has, every launcher will run on this. If I want to play Call of Duty on the go, I can. If I want to play you know, Halo on the go, I mean, I know you can play it on Steam Deck, but without having to deal with the, the whole workarounds for anti-cheat, I, I can play it on there. If I want to play Genshin Impact legitimately without having to finagle with, you know, the, the whole things with how that doesn't really work or it, it can work on Steam Deck. But, you know, what I have to go through all the workarounds, I can, right? It's that and just, I mean, yeah, Windows 11 has a lot of issues, but the fact that I can just play this and, you know, or have it play all the games I want, my, my Blizzard library, you know, Call of Duty, Genshin Impact, Honkai Star Rail, you know, not having to work around like and, and do all the things we've had to do with the deck excites me. Just really hyped for that. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to stop playing the deck because the deck has a lot of advantages over this, you know, the dual touch pads. That's something I really like. And just having a pure game mode, whereas like this is still going to be utilizing Windows 11 and doesn't seem to have a dedicated gaming like SteamOS, but it is what it is. I'm excited for it, you know, I, I mean, especially <laughs> Man, being able to like utilize this other device, the Asus ROG Ally, as like, especially if I connect to eGPU, which I plan to do, I'm going to pick one up. I know it's expensive, but it's fine. I'm going to get it. But being able to like utilize that and be able to do video editing, photo editing, and, you know, I want to use it for like, say I want to stream on TikTok or something like that. I can do that. Like, it's just, it's so crazy. Like, I know I'm kind of, my use cases is not going to be your use case, but for what it is, and I'm always excited about the tech. I, I'm just really excited. And I think this is going to 
bring a lot of uh if i'm if i'm really honest i think it's going to bring a lot of interesting changes into steam deck too uh, you know and i also think between steam deck and this whatever nintendo's next device is is definitely going to be influenced heavily by these because it's, it's time for a switch to have an upgrade but other than that yeah I'm, I'm really excited about this this device you know uh i know the higher refresh rate and the 1080p screen is going to drain the battery more but you know hey it's it's an option that's there so yeah i'm excited for this i'm excited i know a lot of people are i don't know like defensive about this being out a lot of people feel threatened by it like from some of the comments that i've gotten where people were just really really negative on it so it's it's weird for me but anyways uh i'm excited for it i can't wait for it to come out you know day i'm gonna get the one terabyte model just because you know the, the 512 is cool but i'm gonna get the one terabyte and then pop a one terabyte micro sd card in it and get my two terabytes the one thing that i kind of wish i knew about this is is it going to have the same level of support that steam deck has now compare when you compare that to the other devices that are coming out or have come out okay so gpd wins and whatnot you're still having to deal with you know not the same experience that you get from valve and i'm concerned about that because i don't know if we're going to get that same level of customer service with asus i think it's going to be a lot better than these other companies that are out here but yeah I'm wondering, like, hey, if you open it up and you switch things out, you're going to be voiding a warranty. I think it's still going to take care of you if you tinker with it the way Valve is. Because this goes back to Valve, more of a software company and a hardware company. So even though they're losing out on manufacturing the deck, they're still making up for it in software sales. Asus is a hardware company. So don't know. <laughs> don't know at all. Um, it having dual fans instead of the singular fan of the deck is a great thing. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with that. And, um, thermals, apparently people who have had it and got to play it, they've said that the thermals so far have been great. They haven't had any major issues with it, which is good. You know, I'm excited for that too. So other than that. Yeah, why don't y'all let me know what you think about the Asus ROG Ally. Especially those of you who want to go at my throat about it. I definitely want to hear what you monkeys have to say. But anyways, uh, last thing I want to talk about is why it took so long for me to get this episode out. And why last week I didn't put anything out. And, you know, as I said earlier, I recorded this actually yesterday. I recorded it on Monday and then that audio was corrupted. So I re-recorded it now. I said it wasn't going to be as long, but so far it's this long. So it is what it is. Um, so anyway, those of you who don't know, I did a video about a week and a half ago or 
And in that video, I basically talked about the whole Lilo and Stitch live action situation. Now, you know, I don't get into politics, social stuff or anything like that, because, you know, usually that leads to people just arguing and they don't care to hear what anyone really has to say if it just doesn't align with their opinion. But when I started seeing people attacking Sydney Agadon, who is from Kauai, born and raised, you know, respects the culture, deep in the culture. Now, from what the initial things that I heard was she was Native Hawaiian. Uh, people lately have been saying she's not. Some folks said she is. Regardless, I don't really care. I'm Hawaiian. I'm also Samoan, Dominican, Black, Japanese, Cherokee, and the like. And if I see me keep doing this, it's like I have to watch get the notifications from my wife. Anyway. So as a Kanaka Maoli or Native Hawaiian, I get annoyed when I hear people talk about what Hawaii is, what Hawaiians look like, and the whole basis of their argument is Lilo and Stitch, the movie and the show. They use it as a basis for explaining what we're supposed to look like here, what, <laughs> what Hawaii looks like and is. And a lot of people, I've had dealings with other content creators, you know, very influential ones who don't realize that Hawaii is a state in the United States. They think it's a country. It hasn't been a country in over 100 plus years. But, you know, people think we live in grass huts, no electricity. We're basically like a third world country. And yeah, we do have a bad homelessness situation, but we're not a third world country. So it's really interesting when you see how blatantly ignorant a lot of people are and the you know the attacks on sydney have been basically because she's light-skinned and a lot of people are looking at nani the character and they're like nani who's who she's playing you know lilo's older sister and to them nani is dark-skinned she says she's sad she's supposed to have white hips and, and i'm like okay if that's what you think all Hawaiians look like. I got real estate in Abu Dhabi to sell you because <laughs> uh, we Hawaiians and locals are so widely diverse in our looks. Like a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, you're just black. Well, yeah, I am black, but I'm also Hawaiian. I'm also Samoan. I'm also Dominican. And if you know anyone from Hawaii, or if you're born and raised in Hawaii, you would know that we celebrate all of our ethnicities. We celebrate our cultures. And we have pride in them. You know, we don't just be like, we're just this, you know, like mainland and, and Western worlds is just very obsessed with race. We're not really that. But you know, we come in a white spectrum. Like, I'm Hawaiian. My wife, who is half white, you know, half Italian and German. Well, no, she's half Italian. But half Hawaiian, she's white. You know, her skin color is white. But she's Hawaiian. Born, raised, Molokai. And people look at her 
and they say she's not Hawaiian. Mostly she gets that from people who are not, not from Hawaii. They're like, you're not Hawaiian. You're white. Okay. You know, and it's just... The point of my video was to really educate people who use the basis of an anime movie to dictate what is and isn't Hawaiian. But then this opened the whole conversation of indigenous and people want to specify, like, you're not Hawaiian unless your generations go back from here and have never left Hawaii ever. And you've never mixed with anyone outside of Hawaiian. And I'm like, okay. Okay, my kuleana or my responsibility is really telling me I need to educate some people on what it is like here because I was getting fucking sick of what people were saying. And it's interesting how people don't want to hear the truth. They just want to hear their biases. And, and this whole thing of, and it's kind of interesting to me, I know I'm diving off into social and political landscape but i feel like people are more racist now than they were 10 years ago than they were 20 years ago and i say that because the racism is not the people who everyone likes to claim is what you know racist in this case being you know everyone likes to say white people are the most racist and we got the most racist i think that that has flipped and the most racist people are the ones who are always talking about race. We have gone to a point where the message of Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King has been lost because people are judging folks off the color of their skin, not the content of the character. You know, and it's just, it's disgusting. And so speaking out on that situation with Lilo and Stitch one, that got me a lot of heat. You know, people came at me viciously and, you know, it came to a point I even got attacked by people out here because, you know, and then that was a whole other thing when, you know, people are saying that she's Filipino and white and she's not Hawaiian. So, you know, people, some of the folks out here, and there's, there's two camps of Hawaiians, of Kanaka Maoli's out here in Hawaii. There's Kanaka Maoli's or Native Hawaiians that are like me who are you know our kuleana our responsibility is sharing the culture educating people you know but we accept hawaii is what it is now you know and we're just working to preserve our culture then you have the kanaka Molis who are the extremists who are incredibly racist towards anyone who isn't hawaiian and they're incredibly racist towards whites. They hate blacks. And if you don't believe me, I've experienced it. I've seen it firsthand. My wife didn't even tell you about it. It's really bad. And it's just, and if you're Asian, oh God, they really hate you. It's just funny. A lot of people don't know how racist it can be here in Hawaii. And it's interesting especially when they hate white, white folks and they say white folks are why Hawaii is what it is. But then you look at the, who are the elected officials in Hawaii 
who's running it, they're not white. Asians, which the majority in Hawaii is Japanese, Chinese, Korean, followed by Filipino, then Micronesian, then Samoan, maybe, you know, Chamorros or people from Guam, um, Palauan, you know, from the Republic of Palau, and then you get Samoans, right? It says Samoans, all right. Tongans, you know, Tahitians, then you get white, black, then you get Hispanic, then you get Hawaiian. We're at the very bottom. But we're so mixed, and we've been... And it's funny because when you really look at the history of Hawaiian, it's very nomadic people. They're really mixed. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just interesting when people like try to say what we are, but they don't know the history. And you got the super racist Kanakas. It's just it's crazy. But anyways, uh, I got attacked, and to the point where not only did I get doxed, but got swatted. So folks were showing up at my condo. Thankfully, it's secured access, so you can't get up. But folks showed up at the condo. Folks showed up at my wife's job. They showed up at my kids' schools. All because I voiced an opinion. So I had to take a week off from, you know, and even though the content was still going up, I have all my stuff scheduled out outside of certain things I need to record directly. So content was still going up, but I took a week off from like social media content, all that, because, you know, we had to file police reports, you know, cybercrime stuff like that. And it's just, it it was crazy. So hopefully that explains that. And, uh, we should be back on track this week. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, very, I know it's a very different episode, very impromptu, but if you enjoyed this episode, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, like, share, comment, subscribe. If you are listening to it on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, however you're listening to it, make sure you rate it, leave a review. Can be like, hey, I liked it, or something of that matter. It, it helps us out in the long run. And if you guys want to support, we got Patreon, we got channel memberships on YouTube. This gets you early exclusive access to content for this podcast. Also, if you're on Spotify, we have um, support. I think it's called support. It's like their version of like Patreon, where you can support the podcast directly. And we also got merch. So Teespring.com. Slash Miguel Casanova and also T Public. Yeah, it's T Public, right? Tpublic.com slash Miguel Casanova. Yeah. So there's that. Anyways, we're gonna get back into the swing of things. We'll be back later on this week with another episode and uh we'll have some more things to talk about. All that being said, catch you guys in the next one. Do all the stuff, you know, follow me on the social medias, the YouTubes, the you know, audio versions and all that. And I'll see y'all in the next one. Stay safe, be blessed, have aloha, and see you around. Peace.